Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. My dear friend, I'm so glad that I can speak to you today and encourage you with a great and wonderful message out of the book of Micah. Let's read Micah chapter 5, verse 4, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. It says, And he shall stand and shepherd and guide his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure in undisturbed peace, because at that time he shall be great, extending his authority even to the ends of the earth. You know, I think this verse is such a wonderful verse of encouragement and of love to us today. But there is something more that I find in this verse that really amazes me. You know, I'm so thankful that I know that Jesus is our king. It's not that he needs subjects that he is king and that we have been made his subjects, but we as subjects need him as king to rule over us. If we don't have him in our life, I tell you, our life is a mess. And we live under the rule of that tyrant, the devil who just rules over us, bringing hardships and pain and suffering and treating us like slaves, the slaves that we are bound by his whip, bound by his power, bound by death, bound by the curse, bound because of the guilt that is upon our life. But praise the Lord, we have Jesus Christ, our mighty King, who came down and set us free. You know, if I think of the kings in this world, oh, they are so different of Jesus, our great King. I mean, the kings of this world, they have their palace, they have their armies, they have their wealth and their riches. Oh, and when the war is coming, they will send their armies to fight before them and they will hide in some secret chamber. And when the enemy enters the palace and they come into those secret chambers, they will find there was a secret passage through which the king escaped and he is somewhere on some tropical island where he has a second or third or fifth home where he's enjoying with servants around him and living the life. Oh yes, I'm not saying that kings don't have a difficult sometimes and have problems. I just want to make an example here how it usually goes. But you know, our king is so different. He doesn't send us to fight for him while he escapes through some secret passage, but he came down. And the Bible says he left all his riches and all his glory in heaven with the Father. And he came down and became a mortal human being coming in a body made of flesh. Oh, he came down and he was not born in a great, wonderful palace, in a wonderful bed, but he was born in a stable. And he came and did not live a wonderful life of riches and of wealth being served upon. But he said, I did not come to this world to be served, but I came to serve. And that's exactly what he did. And he lived in simplicity and in humility. And he came and he went all the way to Calvary, carrying the cross upon his shoulders. He took the whip. He was whipped and his flesh was torn open. They put a crown of thorns upon his head. 
and he didn't open up his mouth. They spat upon him. They mocked him. They falsely accused him, and he didn't open up his mouth. He didn't defend himself. He didn't call a million angels, which he could have easily done, and he was in his right, for he had not committed any sin. Oh, all the courts in this world had to say, we don't find any wrong in him. There is no wrongdoing. He only went through the land doing good, healing all those that were sick, and setting free those who were oppressed by the devil. He brought hope to the hopeless. He touched the lepers. He touched the sick. He touched the dead, and he raised them back to life. And the Bible says, and history will tell us, he is the great example of doing good. And he did good, but yet they falsely accused him. They hated him, and they beat him. They tore off his clothes, and they hung him on the cross. And on that cross, he was hanging there in our place. And still, the Bible says, nobody took his life, but he gave his life. That is our king. He could have come off the cross. It was not those nails that were keeping him upon the cross, but it was his love for you, his love for me that was keeping him upon the cross. He could have prayed to the Father. He could have prayed and asked for the angels to deliver him. But, you know, he didn't even need that power. He had all the power that was needed to come off that cross and to kill all of humanity in one blow. And, you know, he could have gone back to his glorious place in heaven. But he didn't do that. He didn't open up his mouth. He gave himself. He surrendered himself. Oh, he prayed in Gethsemane. And he said, Father, if it is possible for mankind to be set free in any other way, let it be done. But if not so, then I will go. Then I will be obedient. Then I will drink this bitter cup and I will drink it to the last drop. And that is exactly what he did, my friend. And he didn't open up his mouth and he didn't defend himself. He didn't justify himself. He didn't call for the angel's help. He didn't call for the father's help, but silently, like a lamb that was brought to the slaughter bank. He went and he gave himself. Yes, it's true. What John the Baptist said through divine revelation, here is the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And he took away the sin of the world by giving himself up as a sacrifice. Oh, the sacrifice with holy blood, pure blood, blood that cleanses us of all sins. This is our king. But you know, that was not a sign of weakness. No, it would have been weakness if he would have called the help of the angels and if he would cast down humanity and condemned all of mankind to go to hell. But it was a sign of strength, how he even endured that his father looked the other way and that that connection was broken because of the sin that he was carrying, not his own sin, but our sin the sin of all of mankind, and that he became that cursed one on the cross of Calvary. Oh, it was strength, utter strength and power. It was all victory. It was royalty, how he hung there, and he didn't open up his mouth and didn't justify or defend himself, but he just silently took our suffering, took our sickness, took our curse, and how he gave his life in exchange for our life. 
All that was a display of strength and of power. And yes, he is the lamb that was slain, but yet he is the lion, the victorious lion of Judah who overcame, and he is our glorious king, but not the kind of king that hides and runs away and lets all his armies fight his battles or lets all his people die in his place. No, he went in front and he said, you can go and hide behind me. He took the arrows that were meant for us. He took the shame and the suffering that should be upon us. He took the guilt and the pain and the curse that was upon us, and he bore it upon himself, and he set us free. What a mighty display of power, my friend. But you know, the Bible here in this verse of Micah says that he will shepherd and guide his flock. Yes, in another translation, it says he will feed his flock. You know, this king, this glorious king, the king of kings who is seated beside the father on his right hand, it says he stands and he feeds. In other words, our king still is not being served today, but is still serving us today. He is a glorious, victorious king sitting upon the throne. Oh, yes, he is above all. He has the name above all names, and everybody bows before him and must say that he is Lord. But yet for us, he is the shepherd who is actively involved in feeding us. Oh, my dear friend, does that sink in? Does that sink in? Let it sink in for a moment that when we pray, yes, we honor and respect him. Yes, we are coming to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We are coming to the victorious lion. Yes, we should bow down in reverence and in respect before him. But on the other hand, he is that shepherd that takes care of his sheep and I am his sheep. Oh, are you his sheep, dear friend? Oh, do you know that you are his and that he is your shepherd? And you know, he is not some shepherd that is far away, but he is so near. I love that old song that says he is as close as the mention of his name, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, there is no other name than that wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus, just the whispering of his name. Oh, how much peace flows through us when we whisper that name of Jesus. How much joy like a fountain erupts in our inner man when we just shout and glorify that name of Jesus. But you know, he is a shepherd king. And that is such a difference. A shepherd king, he goes to the sheep and he sees that wounded sheep laying there. He goes and searches for that lost sheep and he carries it back, that wounded lost sheep upon his shoulders. He kneels down and he anoints those wounds with oil and he binds up our wounds and brings healing to us and picks us up in his arms and he carries us. Oh, do you remember that great hymn that talks about the footsteps in the sand? And it says, Lord, in my most difficult times, I only see one set of footsteps. Where were you in those times of my need? Where were you when I was lonely? Where were you when I was hurting and when I was in pain? 
And the Lord answers, you only see one set of footsteps because I was carrying you in those times. And how true this is. We have a shepherd king. Yes, he has all the power and all the authority. Oh, he has made the enemy as his footstool. But yet he is that gentle, kind, humble shepherd that he, the great I am, comes and kneels before you and me. Oh, mortal sinners, what kind of a value would we have for him? How can we make him rich? How can we add to his glory? There is nothing we can do to make him more rich or more valuable, but he makes us rich and valuable by giving himself to us completely, fully and wholly. Oh, how wonderfully blessed we are when we pray. We are praying to the King of Kings. When we are praying, we are praying to our shepherd whose reign is so practical. Oh, he is so actively involved in our life, feeding us, feeding our spirit man, our inner man, bringing peace to us, bringing joy to us, bringing calm and rest and peace into our troubled mind and speaking those words, peace, be still. Oh, be calm and be still. And he silences all those mighty waves that are crushing into our mind, our feelings, and into our thoughts. And he brings such gentle peace to us. And that way that he takes care of us is not just from moment to moment, but it endures continually. He is continually with us. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you all the days of your life. And he is with us, dear friend. Oh, and you know, it is so powerful and so effective in our life. Oh, when you pray to that shepherd, you are not praying to a weak shepherd. You are not praying to a powerless shepherd, but you are praying to that mighty king shepherd who has overcome all, who had victory over all the forces of the enemy, who conquered death and the grave, who conquered and had victory over the devil. And now we live in his victory. We live in his power and in his anointing. Oh, and we live there in humility and in thankfulness, knowing that he has done it all for us. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, my dear friend, I just want to tell you today that we have that mighty king, but we also have that marvelous shepherd. Oh, you can pray to him as your king, that glorious king whom no enemy was able to conquer, who is above all, and we are his and he is ours and we are under his reign and he is not a tyrant king, but he reigns in peace, in joy, oh, in hope and in glory and in love and in goodness and in kindness. But we also pray to that wonderful shepherd who is so actively involved. He personally is actively, he doesn't just send angels. He doesn't just send helpers, but he himself is actively involved in feeding you, helping you, and blessing you. Oh, how wonderful it is. I want to pray for you today. I don't know. Maybe you need that king in action today. Maybe you need him to cast down some of those foes, some of those enemies that have come against you and that have come into your life 
and that are ruling some areas or parts of your life and that have dominion there. And you need that glorious king to come to set you free. He is here today. But maybe you are on the other side and you need the care of that gentle shepherd to touch you and to heal your wounds. Maybe you have a broken heart. Maybe you have a broken spirit. Maybe you have a broken mind. Maybe there are so many thoughts of the past that are torturing you and that are giving you so much unrest and so much stress. Oh, the shepherd is here to feed your soul. He is here to heal your mind, your heart, your spirit. Maybe you need strength in your body, strength in your soul. Maybe you need him to touch you and to heal you. Maybe you need it in your body. Maybe you need it in your marriage life. Maybe you need it in your family or your business. I don't know, but the Lord knows. Oh, as I am here in the studio, I'm going to pray for you wherever you are. There is no distance in prayer, my friend. Oh, when I pray here in the studio, I know that the Lord is there with you to touch you wherever you are and to do a mighty miracle, either to set you free as the glorious king that he is or to touch you with his kindness and his gentleness as that true shepherd that he is of your soul. Oh, if you haven't accepted him, then accept him today as your king. Accept him as your Lord. Accept him as your savior. Accept him as your shepherd and pray with me today. Oh, Father, I come to you in Jesus' mighty name, and I thank you today that I can pray together with my listeners. Oh, some want to accept you for the very first time. They want to accept your forgiveness and your kindness, and we ask you right now, because of the blood that Jesus shed upon Calvary, oh, set them free of every sin and cleanse them today and forgive them, Lord, Oh, Lord, revive their spirit, man. Make them a new creation today because of the blood of Jesus and the working of the Holy Spirit in their life, that all the past may be gone and may be passed away forever, and that their day, their life has been made brand new from this day on. I thank you. You will do it right now. But I also pray for those that need victory. Oh, King of Kings, ride into their life. Oh, you are also the warrior king. Go and fight against those foes and enemies, Lord, that have come into their life and break down those strongholds because we know that you already conquered the devil and had victory over every demonic force, Lord, and over every evil and dark power. Bring it into their lives right now, that victorious, glorious power, Lord, and set them free. Lord, I pray for those that need a gentle touch of the shepherd. Oh, Lord, kneel beside them. Take their hand, Lord. Pour oil, healing oil, into their wounded heart, into their wounded mind, into their wounded body. And, Lord, cleanse their wounds and bring healing in those wounds. Oh, Lord, and now pick them up. Oh, let your arms surround them as the true shepherd that you are and put them upon your shoulders, Lord, and carry them through these dark days and dark times and bring them safely into the fold. Bring them into safety, Lord, and bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you. You are their king and you are their shepherd. I thank you for miracles, Lord, for blessings and for deliverance, all in the mighty, glorious and victorious name of Jesus Christ. 
Bless them right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 